0: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Urban Meyer out, as you know. How has Vegas reacted? Perhaps surprisingly, a significant upgrade with the Jags. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Houston, now a five-point favor. we got some history explaining why this move happened. COVID stories all over the place. We won't even try to recap them here, but we will try to tell you how to approach these games this week. Tonight, big game, Kansas City Road favorite at the Los Angeles Chargers line minus three, favored by three, Kansas City. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas. the Vegas Strip here's RJ Bell
0: you heard it I'm RJ live in Las Vegas live on a big Thursday night game tonight on a Thursday live on 225 FSR stations across this great great nation AJ Hoffman in studio we got almost like I don't want to say I'm like a medical doctor but kind of like that with the COVID <laughs> reporting we'll do. But what we're going to try to do, because the the news changes with any given moment. And thus, yeah, we'll give you the updates, but we're going to try to tell you how as a better or even as a knowledgeable fan to be thinking about these games and what they mean before the game. You know what the COVID situation means and what the results mean even after the game to see, hey, how did COVID affect or the absences affect the game? Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
1: Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the, the Washington football team is up to 21 players under COVID protocol, really putting into question their game. Uh, Urban Meyer gets fired by Jacksonville. And we have a key AFC West showdown tonight between the L.A. Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. What is the Vegas lead?
0: So, pretty much from the bottom of the hour on, we're going to do an extended Vegas preview on this Kansas City Chargers game. We're going to start, though. Vegas lead Urban Meyer's firing.
1: Yeah, Jacksonville fires Urban Meyer last night, presumably about the the comments that the kicker, the former kicker came out and gave about him being kicked by Urban Meyer. Maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back, but Vegas has responded by saying the Jags are upgraded without Urban Meyer.
0: Okay, let's start there and then we'll get into the Urban Meyer specifics. I think that this is a very interesting time to kind of say, who is watching the watchers? And what we know is the media watches what happens in the NFL and various other things. And now the question is, is there biases? Are there biases in the media? And could this situation tell you something about the media themselves? I think it does. First though, objectively, Vegas style. The line in this game. So, Jacksonville, surprisingly, if you can imagine, was favored this week. Why? Because they're playing the Houston Texans, hosting the Houston Texans, and they were favored by three and a half points as of yesterday. Now, even a day or two ago, it was three. Now, home field in the NFL is less than three these days, so that meant that Jacksonville was considered the superior team. Okay, by some amount, let's say from minus two to minus three, which is pretty significant. Then it went up to three and a half. And this was yesterday when there was no sense that Urban Meyer was going to be fired this week. You would think if there was any chance of him retaining his job after this year, they'd have to win this game. This felt like kind of a key game, right? You're favored. You haven't been winning. You got to win one uh, or at least one more and then fired last night late, and what happened? The line went from Jacksonville favored by three and a half. Their coach is gone. That must be a bad thing, right? No, it's gone up three and a half to four to four and a half, all the way up to five. Jacksonville is favored by five points now over Houston Texans. Why is this? Well, there's a concept called a fired coach bump at least you can describe it as that and since 2009 so we're talking about a dozen years when a coach is either resigns or is fired or whatever the pc way it's explained he's out during the season 17 and 9 that team it's next game 17 winners this is against the spread 9 losers that's 65% in the last dozen years Is that a sure thing? No. Does it always happen? No. But 65% of the time, the team overperforms, and now the market is aware of that, and thus the market tends to adjust when it knows there's a factor. And the factor is a pro factor, an up arrow for Jacksonville, at least for the first game. The question becomes, why would this happen? Why would there be a bump? If you relieve someone in the middle of a season things must be pretty bad, right? That's an extreme case.
1: Sure. And things th- obviously are pretty bad there. Yes.
0: And and historically, I think in these other games, the reason the trend, I think, applies is you don't see a scenario that things are kind of bad, but not really that you relieve a coach in the middle of a season. Why? Because if that coach offered any value, and we saw with Gruden, would forgetting the ethics of it, the morality of it, the right and wrong of it, the Raiders actually played really well the game after Gruden was relieved, but they've played pretty darn poorly overall since. Why? Because well, Gruden was your offensive mastermind. You take him out, and, and nothing's added. That's a net negative by definition. But even so, that first game, the relief that the drama's over, that that all, and obviously in the Gruden case, there was drama around his firing and with Urban Meyer, obviously drama around the firing of Urban Meyer and or the lead up to, for sure, the tumult within Jacksonville. And that this seems to fit the the, the long term macro trend that teams have a bump after the firing for that first game. AJ, does that seem applicable to this case like I think it does.
1: I think it is absolutely applicable because I think this this is – I mean, Trevor Lawrence was saying as much two days ago, we've got to stop this drama if we're going to have a chance to win football games. Urban Meyer is obviously the center of the drama universe there, and I think removing that cancer can only be an upgrade to Jacksonville.
0: OK, so we are experts at Vegas odds, Vegas handicapping, the NFL, etc., when it comes to having an opinion about Urban Meyer, yeah, it's radio guys have opinions. We won't spend too much time on it. But what is your, you know, human take on the whole situation overall?
1: My human take is that Urban Meyer is not used to losing. I think that he's almost I would bet that Urban Meyer is a bit relieved that he's not the head coach of the Jags anymore. I think that he probably regrets making that decision. I think need he made a lot of money. And he still made that money. I mean, he you get That's fired, you saying. still make the money, yeah. But I think he thought that maybe Trevor. Well, he's Lawrence, not going to make the
0: exact same money as if he had been no, coached. but, but he, he'll still he do a okay. lot for for the hour. You know, I don't know if it's going to be hundred thousand dollars an hour or something, <laughs> but because you know he didn't seem like he was grinding too hard. Uh, no pun intended with the grinding at the bar. <laughs> but the but the fact of the matter is, he made a lot of money. Now, did, is the reputational hit? Worth it?
1: Was his reputation good to begin with? I feel like he was already kind of looked at as a a sort of a, a scumbag.
0: Well, I, I mean, you you tend to call people things like that pretty easily. Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember like scumbag hired by the Jags being many headlines,
1: <laughs> right? So, it, it, I, I'm not saying that the media was calling I mean, him, have, and I'm it not ha- calling the, him the,
0: that. The, the, well, then, well, I, who's calling him that? And if it's <laughs> not you and not the media, who's I'm calling saying him the that?
1: consensus is Urban Meyer's how not you, a great guy. How
0: do you really have a feel of what the consensus is? Twitter.com because of the comment on your Twitter. Account? I guess that's it.
1: That doesn't. Do you see- feel like Urban Meyer? Has got a great reputation as a, like whoa, 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 not, not whoa, as a head whoa, whoa, coach because he's won.
0: Se- hold on a second. We just went from him being a scumbag to having a great reputation. There's probably some middle ground between the two. Okay. Where you say I would say he was known. Was his reputation any worse than Bill Belichick's? Yes. Really? Yeah. Like to be a, 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 any worse than Nick Saban? Yes. I don't think so. I don't. Th- In fact, I find that almost impossible to believe. How quantify for me how Urban Meyer's reputation before the Jacksonville job? was worse than Nick Saban. It was both the two greatest winners in the history of college football, at least in the modern era. Both were difficult to deal with. Both recruited really hard. The only thing you would say is Urban Meyer had a rep of maybe being a little more lax on the ethical side, where maybe some wild stuff was happening behind the scenes that he could have... Policed, but he didn't for the sake of winning.
1: And maybe he was letting guys play that probably shouldn't have played for the sake of winning. How much of the Aaron Hernandez stuff have you seen?
0: I mean, Aaron, how much of what stuff? How much
1: of like the documentaries on Aaron Hernandez have you seen? None. Okay, well, they don't paint Urban Meyer in the movie. Well,
0: I'm sure every documentary, I mean, what else would they do? Who are they gonna, who could, who else is gonna take blame? Because Aaron Hernandez already was a murderer. So that was something that was easy. He was gonna get some heat, but that's boring. So who else was gonna get the heat? Right, so I mean, that doesn't mean it's not true. I mean, you've been on the fringe of, of big sh- mainstream media enough to know that they come in with an agenda, sure. Almost in every case, it's not some search for the truth, it's a search for a documentary that's going to get picked up so someone like you can watch it, right? Or the average person can watch it. I, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, come on, do we really think if, if Belichick let's use Belichick as an example, or let's use Nick Saban because it's college versus college, which I think Urban Meyer is a college coach for the most part. At least his wins have come as a college coach. We're straight out of Vegas. He got two of them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he has two or one? Two. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, why'd he get fired? Yeah, but, but but here's here's what I think is, is clear. Is Urban Meyer... Could have had a lot of jobs. I mean, what job couldn't he have had in college if he had not jumped to the pros? If he had passed on Jacksonville, you think he could have got the LSU job? Sure. You think he could have got the Notre Dame job? No. Really? No. Ooh. All right. Do you think he could get the uh, USC job? Yes. Okay. So, he had his pick of jobs, pretty much. Pretty much.
1: All right. So how could he be considered a scumbag? He left two jobs under suspicious circumstances. Well, it was suspicious at high state was he
0: was crying about his heart hurt.
1: And then sure enough, next day I got a or yeah, next so that, week I got a new job. So is that?
0: I mean, I think maybe scumbag is a word that's a little more drastic than than I Fair ever enough. use. Is did he have a reputation as like someone that should be sainted or maybe if there was a knighthood to give? No, <laughs> but he was considered a winner that any program. I tell you this, University of Houston would have would have Built, named the stadium Absolutely. after him to have him. Sure. So, maybe we're working at a level here when your experience is at the University of Houston or whatever. UT would have done whatever to get him. No, they wouldn't have. Really? They don't no. want
1: him, huh? No. They want they, 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 they want a, a Sark, but they don't want Urban Meyer. I, I'm telling you, I don't think they would have taken Urban Meyer.
0: Taken? First of all, uh, why? Explain that.
1: Because Texas is very worried about their reputation. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. With, all, with, with the stellar recruiting they've done, and how there's never any brown. You don't. You think when, taxes, have, they, when have they been in, involved in something paying players? So they're, they're where, very where cognizant where of Urban
0: it. When was Urban Meyer involved in paying players? He under wasn't. that
1: theory? He wasn't. So what are we? But talking you're talking about? about
0: a bag. Like what are you talking about? Well What I'm saying is we. I think we all know that every major program, either directly or indirectly, in my opinion, there's there's uh, infidelity going on. That there's some type of illicit payment. Is it is it being coordinated by the head coach? Probably not in most cases. Is it happening with awareness of the head coach? Absolutely. You think under pick your Texas coach? There wasn't. You don't think
1: Vince Young got any money? I'm sure that he did. Oh, right, then what are you even talking about then? But I'm saying there was never any questions about Mac Brown. That Mac Brown was never under a microscope the way Urban myers constantly well, constantly under. a Because Mac
0: Brown didn't win like Urban Meyer. Mac Brown had one winning year. That was one play away from not even or one year as a national. I mean, we were talking about national championships yeah. here. Where you consider a winning year is eight and six or whatever. Well, at High State, it's national championships. It's what we count on. And Urban Meyer brought, what, multiple ones, right? Two. Or did it, yeah, two. And then the coach before that brought one. That's just the way we do it. Well, maybe Urban just did
1: get one at Ohio State, got two at Florida.
0: OK, yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, it's like this guy, I mean, if you, if you really say who's, I mean, by Colin Coward's assessment, the winningest coach in college football history, it's Nick Saban and Urban Meyer in his
1: mind. I told McKenzie before the show, I, I said. Urban Meyer was the second best college coach of our generation, and I don't think it was even close.
0: Okay, but a scumbag.
1: Like, that's not, I mean, is Joe Paterno a good coach? Yeah. Is he a scumbag? I mean, first
0: off, I think that is such a. not only a delicate issue, I think it's a su- it, it's a sophisticated issue. But what I'm saying or, is, you could be or, or, or a good a coach. It's a complex issue, I think. But what I'm saying is, I don't think that Paterno is a good example of that because there's a lot of different ways. I, listen, I have not studied like the affidavits and read through, but by all account, I mean, do you believe? And not saying that you're right or I'm right or whatever. Do you believe that Joe Paterno knew that there was molestation going on and covered it yes. up? Yes.
1: And do you think that's a common consensus opinion? Again, this is just me watching documentaries, but, may, but I mean, but, so but, if what, I'm being what, fooled what by them. Be, but what could be the agenda of a documentarian? Uh, like, could you imagine a documentary at the end says, "You know, it's too complex, too close to call. We can't. We don't. We don't really know." <laughs> I do think often if there's nothing there, then there's nothing but, worth but, making a documentary but about. No
0: one said there was nothing there. Obviously, the the story as it goes is here's a guy that trusted his uh, a, a friend for decades in a way that was like He couldn't fathom that happening. There was no obvious evidence to him. And again, I'm not saying that that's true. I'm saying, Paterno's mind, there was no obvious evidence, and thus he gave his friend the benefit of the doubt. Now, was he right to do that? No, obviously, in hindsight. Was he someone that had the intention of doing wrong? I don't think so. Okay,
1: well, I'll give you a more obvious. uh, How could
0: someone spend their whole lives trying to help kids and then that be like his goal? Now, was there a time that, that it started looking really bad? After maybe he was fired already, that he then started thinking, man, maybe if I, where there was no more effect that he could have on the situation, that he started to maybe cover things up? Perhaps. And if so, that is a bad thing, no doubt, for Paterno. But it's not the same as being like part of like a child sex ring.
1: What about R. Bryles? I don't even know. I mean, the guy who was at Houston, at Baylor, uh, yeah. where all the, the the assaults were happening. So, how would you characterize knew? that? I mean, he was he was aware. There's documentation that he was aware, and he said, "Well, let's cover this up for the sake of the football team."
0: And that sounds like a scumbag to me. But, but he's what winning is, a lot
1: what, of games, what I'm saying is a, a but, guy. But, but,
0: but, who, hold on, you, you're confused, and what I'm I'm not explaining myself. I'm not saying winning a lot of games excuses the, uh, uh criminal activity. What I'm saying is that if someone wins a lot of games and they are even close to a line, they're going to get a ton of scrutiny. And we've got to be especially careful to make sure we don't just jump to conclusions that everyone that gets scrutiny is somehow guilty. Because, And especially if it's from a single perspective of a documentary that has a business agenda, in most cases, to come up with something sensational. Right? I mean, I, and, and, and again, I'm not saying it's not even, I don't know for sure if it's true or not true. Why does Jacksonville and Con hire someone that, and why would Texas or everyone, apparently everyone but Texas, USC and LSU and whoever, the, the most prestigious jobs in the land? The guy that coached for what, 10 plus years at Notre Dame says, I'm out of here, boys. I'm heading to LSU. Mm -hmm. Well, if Meyer would have not taken the Jacksonville job on the plane right down, he could have said, You know, Kelly, I've decided I'm taking it. They would have sent Kelly back home to Notre Dame. You think now? No, I don't. Now is a different story. But now, and to me, that's an interesting question is what's really happened? If I said, based on the reporting, what has, has Urban Meyer done? What would what would you uh, pro- for the defense? You're the Marsha Clark right now. What would the Urban Meyer prosecution be?
1: The Urban Meyer le- uh, did not travel back with his team. Okay. Okay. I mean, don't act like that's nothing. Hey, well, I mean, well, well, what the- it is is it's it's unusual. It's unprecedented.
0: Wow. Are we sure about that? Yes. Okay.
1: Unless it was like a family emergency or something, I would assume.
0: Okay. So, but do you think that he did it without the GM knowing? Did he do it without the owner knowing? I don't know. I don't know either. But but let's be candid. If they were winning, we wouldn't even have heard that story. I mean, because
1: he obviously didn't think it was a big deal. or He wouldn't have done it. Unless the video came out. And then we'd be like, well, why why was he there? Well,
0: first of all, if the video didn't come out, we wouldn't even know it. Right. Right? So, all right, but go ahead. Let's say he was at a bar after they played a Thursday game and he didn't travel back with his team. And after that, his owner said, hey, this was not a good thing, but hey, he's still our coach. Okay, continue.
1: Now he's accused of assaulting a player. Assaulting. Is that are the police involved? Uh, no, that's what's just
0: what the the way the player worded it. Okay. And when did the player word it? Like right after y- it yesterday. happened? Yesterday. Right after it happened? No. Uh, so when did it happen? It happened in August. Okay.
1: And he kicked him. Kicked him. Like 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 Bruce Lee. Uh, he described it as a five out of ten. Yeah, what does that even mean? I mean, he, what's I think a he... one? I mean, the guy never made a field goal
0: in the pros. What was he 0 for well, three? What was, he was zero out of ten, apparently. But my point is, it's like once you get, once you, that happens. If it, in theory you're supposed to report it, let's say, oh, you're scared because you want to k- still keep your job, but then you're, if you then uh, get caught by that team. Now, in theory, that'd be sour grapes at that point, but you're supposed to report it then,
1: right? Has he
0: gone to the police yet?
1: I, not that I know of. Not that's been okay. reported. Let, you want to bet he doesn't? No, no, he won't. Okay, so it, because then, now he's gotten what he wanted.
0: Then it's like slapping
1: someone on the back. Then card. here's the question, RJ: okay. or, or, Like, you're saying like he's he hasn't done anything wrong? No, no, what, I didn't say that. I'm asking you what he did wrong. What I'm saying is he's he, if he, when do first-year coaches go two and eleven and get fired in season unless there's something off the field that's an issue what? or in the locker room? I'm that's saying an issue.
0: that what's been an issue is and like and listen I agree with a lot of what Colin said today that Urban Meyer wasn't able to get ahead of the stories it's, it feels like to me a a, a a a hit job done by the media. The media decided that I don't know why Urban Meyer has a. Ba- I mean, obviously he was very successful at Fox, you know, on the TV yep. side. So to some degree, like the guy was liked there by it seems like most people. But he has a surbic personality. He might be an a hole. He probably is an a hole. It seems like. Well, he's but you safe. don't get fired over that. I know. Unless the press has an agenda to get you fired over it, and it was unrelenting. And to be honest, I still don't fully understand what the egregiousness, other than Trevor Lawrence, the savior, wasn't playing too well.
1: Or if there were internal rumblings from the players who said we can't we can't play for this guy. Okay,
0: but it was the exact same thing that happened with uh, the Jacksonville guy, uh, Coughlin. Coughlin. So do we think is Coughlin a scumbag? No a okay, difficult
1: so, dude uh, so
0: I think Urban Meyer, no doubt's a difficult yeah. dude, but do you get fired over that? This feels like a media created drama that led to his firing, and you know what he maybe ultimately wasn't winning if he was winning, this wouldn't have happened
1: absolutely if he were eleven and two instead of two and eleven, the media uh, maybe the media's the media? not coming after him, no, or certainly not, even if they are, the ownership is saying. <laughs> (laughs) That's nothing. We're fine.
0: Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is let's call what this is what it is. But let's do this. This is as long as we've ever gone. Let's take our first break. (laughs) And when we come back, I'll tell you when I said we're going to call this what it is what it is. And then we're going to segue into
1: early Thursday night preview, a jumbo edition. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: I disagree with I disagree with protocol.
1: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas! And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to get into an oversized preview of Thursday Night Football for a big game tonight. But first, let's wrap up this Urban Meyer conversation.
0: Yeah, this is... Uh, I, I got to say, A.J. got me so worked up, I went into the break room and started eating pork grinds, to try to <laughs> try just, just to try to settle myself down a little bit. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience is double than last year plus. Thank you so much for the support and we'll keep working extra hard to reciprocate the goodwill and the support quite frankly. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Straight Out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the strip, 49 degrees, the neon is percolating. All right, all right. Let me jump in. So let's recap this. Here is my stance and then you can have your stance and then everyone would think, "Oh, RJ's right." And we'll move on. Well, maybe not. A lot of people might agree with you. Here's what concerns me. Urban Meyer doesn't seem like he was any different in Jacksonville than he was at Ohio State. He was at Florida. In fact, you you know, you can make the case, hey, there was, you know, the, the Hernandez thing happened at Florida, whatever. Here's what, when I say whatever, meaning we can't really quantify that and know exactly what the culpability is. It, it is what it is. But he still got hired. The question is, what was different about Urban Meyer last night than the day he got hired from Jacksonville? And to me, the only difference was he didn't win. And thus, he didn't win. And there was one other difference. This was professional players that maybe, in theory, didn't have to put up with the tough treatment. Now, let's think back. Who are the great coaches in the history of football? And if we go back and we say... And let's start taking them off. Bill Walsh, and we have Vince Lombardi. Parcells. Parcells. Let's just say, on a scale of 1 to 10, we say, how difficult... Were they? How demanding were they? Now Walsh was famous. He was so demanding on his coaches, he almost sent him to like the loony bin. But he wasn't demanding on the players because he knew if he was demanding on the coaches, the coaches, those coaches would be demanding
1: on the players. Unless he looked like the good guy.
0: Yeah. So, but, but again, very demanding. Lombardi, demanding. Let's go down the list. In fact, name me the the super winner, the super winner that hasn't been demanding. And then we go to college basketball and think, "Who? Am I? Let me see, Bobby Knight. He's a legend, right? Is Bobby was was Urban Meyer any more difficult than Bobby Knight? No. Okay. So now the only thing that someone could say is, "What well, things have changed? Things have changed. Is that the side you're on? The, the things have changed side. Uh, that's certainly part of it. No. Is that the side you're on? Where you support it and like, hey, things no. have changed. You can't be hard no. anymore.
1: No. Okay." But if Bobby Knight went to the NBA and tried that act, it would last about 10 minutes. OK.
0: So, I mean, are we sure of that? Uh,
1: uh, no. I, can't, I mean, I can't say with 100% certainty, but I would... I because would.
0: it seems like Larry Brown was pretty tough, yep. right? I mean, so and, and again, I'm not saying that Urban Meyer did a good job. I don't think he did. I'm not saying I think Urban Meyer should have been hired. I'm saying these exactly why he got fired is a combination of the media deciding, hey, this guy's an a hole. We're gonna go after him. And then number, because they, because don't you notice that with the media, there's one day everything's one thing, and the next day everything's different. Like how do things change? Like where does the memo? I used to joke with Joan is he gets the memo. That tells him when to turn on someone because he's part of the mainstream media and I'm not. Well, you know what? I really don't know how that memo comes out. But one day it was OK to just rip Urban Meyer. But before that, there was a little bit of it, but not near as much. But then one day it's time to
1: rip him, boys. Is it possible that Urban Meyer didn't handle... Himself, the way he like, he's handling himself different now because he's losing. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy to handle yourself with some sort of couth when you're winning everything, but when you start losing and then you start yeah, more getting, frustrated.
0: Sure, but, but let's assume he got thirty percent, even thirty percent more a ish does that make it where you don't like him as a player? Probably. Does it make it where maybe in the off season it, when it's a close call to keep him or not, you say, you know he's not worth it. Yeah, 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 but it doesn't make it go from being one of the most coveted coaches on the planet where, by your admission, LSU would have taken him, and USC would have taken him before all of this, to being fired in the middle of the night, mid-season.
1: But there, you, as you know, there's a big difference between being a coveted college coach and a successful no, NFL no coach.
0: A successful one, but Jimmy Johnson went 1-15 his first year. Okay, but What, I, what coaches are... Is Salah fired from the Jets? Because they look as bad, if not nope. worse. So, and Wilson looks worse than Trevor Lawrence. So this isn't about how well... It, you're saying, if he was winning, it could cover up the problems. It could somehow be bigger than the problems, but it's unequivocal. This guy was pretty much who he was coming in. He lost, and it's and then thus people were less tolerant. And maybe he did act out of uh, even act a holeish even more because he was losing and was you know freaking out or whatever. But in general, what we're saying here is, if you're not Bill Belichick, if you're not Nick Saban, if you're not a walking legend, you can't be tough on the players because the players are going to. Revolt and then the, and again, maybe something's gonna come out that's more than tough. It seems like he was an a hole that was tough on the players that wasn't wasn't touchy feely. Would I want a non touchy feely coach? I'd like to be touchy feely, yeah. But if I thought I could win with a hard nose coach, I really, truly believe I would accept that. Now, I'm not a millionaire 20-year-old player that has had his way his whole life, so maybe things are different now. But now my question is, would, would Vince Lombardi work today? If he st- was starting out, would Parcells work today? Would Belichick work today?
1: Would Coughlin work today? Would
0: any of the winners work today? And if not, then hasn't things changed in a fundamental way that we're not talking about?
1: I do, I do agree with that point, certainly.
0: <sighs> that was good. I mean, somehow I somehow somehow I landed the
1: plane. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. RJ Bell.
0: Okay. I'm looking at this new COVID protocols, and this is there's a test called the Meza. Me, how do you pronounce that? Mackenzie? Mesa. Mesa. you got to be a menza to understand (laughs) this thing. And I'm telling you right now, this is very complex. Would you say the following? Because what I want to do is prepare this for tomorrow and give a 40-second version that people can understand, and I'm not really... Like, reading this won't do it, because it's very complex. Let me give you an example. You can have two PCR tests, which is the polymerase chain reaction tests that are either negative or produce a CT value of 35 or greater. No, this is not going to be good radio. <laughs> but I do want people to be able to understand it. So, what I'll do tomorrow is I'll prepare like a 40-second version, maybe with music even. Would you say, Mackenzie, in general, the new protocols are allowing for people who are not truly asymptomatic to get to playing, or even don't really even have COVID, but it was a false positive, to get back to playing sooner?
1: Yes. If your viral threshold is low enough you're not contagious. That's why we're making this change.
0: So, it's not that it's making things more stringent. It's actually saying, hey, there's games being risked here. We better lower the threshold. Now, I'm not saying they're doing so in a way that is threatening anyone, because it does seem to be good science behind it. But as of last week, if a player said, hey, why don't we just do two PCR tests instead, they would have said no. Now, because games are being threatened, it would seem they're saying yes, right? Exactly. All right. All right, so now we know. It's about the money. Imagine that. When we come back, it will be about more money, where we're going to be talking Thursday night football, and this is one of the biggest games of the week, or one of the biggest Thursday games of the season, and we got a
1: lot of good Vegas info. And he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
1: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at Thursday night football. A huge matchup in the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs minus three at the Chargers.
0: Okay, so this line opened up three Chiefs on the road. Went up a little bit. Was moving towards three and a half. Now it's gone back down. It's three with a little extra juice right now. So just, you know, 3.1, we'll call it. Number one, Kansas City has been a Jekyll and Hyde on offense, but really only Hyde. Hyde is the bad one, right? Hyde's the bad one. Yeah. Oh, but I guess, is good offense bad? or is I'm not sure. They've but only been good against the Raiders. <laughs> they've only been good against the Raiders for quite a while. And early in the year, Kansas City's offense was doing great. But then, lo and behold, the Chargers stopped them with, as you've probably heard now, a bunch, the idea of a too-high-safety soft shell. But the kind of simple way to explain it is make them beat you with a 1,000 cuts, not with the big machete swoop. And it's been something that's been very difficult for Kansas City and Mahomes to do because they've been spoiled, perhaps, from all the big plays over the years. This is something that was a question. Remember, Mahomes went 10th in the draft. They knew how strong his arm was. They knew the, his mobility. They didn't think he could run an offense in the NFL. Or there was questions about his ability to be an efficient NFL quarterback. Andy Reid and his team, they were super efficient. He not only made the big plays— up until this year, but he would make the the more rhythm plays. He could do both, Mahomes. And that's why he was considered the best quarterback in the NFL, right there with Aaron Rodgers and in some ways above Aaron Rodgers this year, especially after the first Chargers game. Because remember, Staley, the new head coach of the Chargers, is a disciple of Fangio from Denver who really instituted this kind of soft-shell defense. This is kind of an innovation from Fangio. And thus, once it was applied against the charge or from the Chargers to Kansas City, the way that Staley did it, everyone else except the Raiders, except the Raiders, started to emulate it. So the question becomes, do we expect the Chargers to do just as well against the KC offense? And if so... Man, it feels like the Chargers would be the side. What's your thoughts specifically? Charger defense against KC
1: offense. I like the char- I like the matchup for the Chargers defense. Derwin James, one of the best safeties in the league, who missed last week and left two weeks ago with an injury. Uh, he's he's expected to play tonight. Just went through uh, pregame warm-ups and hugged the coach and apparently was excited. They're, they haven't announced inactives yet, but it looks like he is going to play. That gives him them- like a special camera at the stadium. <laughs> That's just what I saw. Uh, again, uh, go ahead. Uh, but. He is a guy who's key to that too-high safety. You, can
0: you mouth, can you read lips? No. OK, go ahead. So
1: they may be <laughs> hugging and saying, sorry, Derwin, you're out. And Derwin, <laughs> Derwin skipped away to the locker room. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right. But I'm assuming that he's going to play. And that gives them what they need to run that too-high safety effectively. Uh, I, I think that this is going to be much like what we've seen in every non-Raider game for the last six, seven weeks is, is Patrick Mahomes struggling to move the football again.
0: OK, so... Let's switch and look at the Kansas City defense, because if Kansas City's offense slowed down the way it has against everyone but the Raiders, and the defense kept playing the way they had, this Kansas City wouldn't even be in uh, above 500. they They'd be horrible, because the offense has been average, except for the Raiders, and the defense, though, has turned from one of the worst in the league to one of the best in the league. Now, what's your sense of why has that happened?
1: It's hard for me to pinpoint that. I know Jones moving; like he wanted to play outside, and they let him play outside at the beginning of the year. It was
0: so. so D lineman Chris Jones has made move. You know, he went from inside to outside, back to inside, and once he went back inside, has been dominant.
1: Yes, dominant.
0: He is out for
1: this game. He is out, but. The the tackle for the Chargers, Rashawn Slater, also out, and the drop off from him to his backup is is pretty massive. We're talking about one of the best or one of the best young tackles in the game to a, a well below average backup.
0: Okay, in general, a tackle was supposed to stop a defensive lineman. If it's Jones against Slater, if they both were healthy, I think it's advantage Jones. If it's Jones out and Slater's out, now the question is, this Kansas City's next defender, is he able to put pressure against an average or below average backup? I think this is no doubt a net positive for the Chargers. I would trade Slater, because the best Slater's going to do is shut down Jones jones has been shut down already you don't see many non-superstar linemen getting a lot of pressure they guys just don't have three sack nights out of nowhere typically
1: yeah and the charger or the, uh, the excuse me the chiefs have COVID issues in every level of their defense they've got linebackers out they've got uh, secondary guys out so this is it's not just jones it's there's multiple guys on that defense out
0: but most but most importantly people who have Pointed at Chris Jones' dominant play sure. as the distinction of what's changed with the KC defense. So what is the most attributed change in the Kansas City defense – That player is out for this game. What are you doing for your best bet here?
1: My best bet is going to be Patrick Mahomes under 280 and a half passing yards. He hasn't hit that against anyone but the Raiders in the last seven weeks. And he's only done it four times all season long. The numbers just inflated. Derwin James being back makes me like that number. Under 280 and a half yards for Patrick Mahomes.
0: I might get at this another way. McKenzie, what's a team total on Kansas City? So, a couple things as we pull that up, and I think I might give an impromptu best bet here. Number 1 is the Chargers do not have a great home field, and thus expect a lot of Kansas City fans here. So, being a road favor is probably unusual in this spot. It's shown the Chiefs a lot of respect, but it's also, I think, a sign of the home field advantage for the Chargers isn't great. Number two, when you travel from a long distance on Thursdays, these road teams struggle. So if you it's if you uh, travel thirteen hundred or more miles is the trip from Kansas City to L.A. So it's thirteen hundred plus teams traveling thirteen hundred plus miles are eight and twenty-one against the spread on Thursday night football. So the Chiefs are in an eight and twenty-one against the spread spot. So, what's our team total, Mackenzie?
1: 29.5 for the Chiefs.
0: Okay, I'm going to go under best bat Chiefs under 29.5.
1: In the last nine weeks, they've beaten that twice. I'll take that (laughs) win percentage. Yeah, I like your odds here. If you missed any of today's show, including a knockdown dragout battle,
0: in which you'd have to say you conceded at the end, right? AJ? I can't remember. It was all
1: about Urban (laughs) Meyer. Check it out. Check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We are straight out of Vegas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!